and welcome to another episode, a crossover episode of the VMware Cloud on AWS Unplugged podcast produced jointly with the VMware Cloud Economics podcast. Today, we're going to talk about data center extension to the cloud to regale us with all things management and vRealize SaaS is my esteemed colleague, David Pham, the senior product marketing manager extraordinaire of all things vRealize SaaS. Welcome, David. Thank you, Bill. Thanks for having me and excited to be here. I've heard a lot about extending data centers to the cloud. People talk about burst capacity. There's always the use case that people say, you know, retail during Christmas season. But uh, talk about what are some of the use cases on why I should extend or why people are extending their uh, data center to the cloud? Uh, sure. Well, there's actually a handful of reasons. Um, uh, number one, kind of talk about is, you know, well, we're always expanding, we're growing, right? So you want to have that uh, foot, uh, footprint expansion. So businesses, they want to really um, expand the capacity of their data centers or move uh, possibly into new geographic areas, um, especially in the last year or so. As the market has changed, everybody's working remotely. So instead of deploying data centers and all the main, you know, uh, geographic areas, uh, some of the ideas is that they can actually really extend their data centers to the cloud instead of building these new or temporary or brand new uh, extensions of on-premises data centers, and that costs a lot of money. Going to your other point, you also have you know the temporary spikes or bursts, uh, such as Christmas shopping time, Black Friday, for example. So data centers extensions, it allows you to really uh, scale up the capacity for short-lived or periodic uh, traffic spikes. And this is without having to make larger permanent investments on your on-premises data center. And it's able to um, you know, handle the maximum volumes of traffic at all times. So as soon as that uh, strike hits uh, midnight at uh, the Black uh, Friday, uh, you're able to support the flood of thousands or millions of transactions going on to retails and shopping, for example. Another uh, reason for extending the data center to the cloud is for your test and development environment. So instead of continuing creating and destroying test environments in your data center, uh, your IT data centers, they can really move these workloads to the public clouds to reduce the strain on your on-premises resources and your permanent applications. Uh, another reason uh, is your hybrid applications uh, as you're extending the data center to the cloud. It allows you to develop and deploy applications that can better integrate with your on-premises applications, uh, legacy apps, for example, as well as access, uh, accessing your cloud native uh, services and applications. Excellent. We know a lot of use cases are out there. What are the advantages of extending my data center to the cloud instead of the on-premises, on-premises data center case? Tell me, tell us, there must be some actual physical benefit uh, as a result of that. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, of course. Um, you know, of course, uh, you know, if you leverage the public cloud architectures, it offers a lot of benefits such as improved performance and agility, scalability and elasticity. Um, because you're able to move, deploy, uh, destroy your applications workloads quickly into the cloud. And uh, there's a lot of cost savings that go into that with the hardware dependencies. Um, again, you think about how much it costs to power a data center. You have, uh, of course, all the power, all the cooling. Uh, you have the, the uh, security, for example, you know, your physical on-premise security that you need to have, you know, cameras, for example, uh, badges. Uh, the cages. There's a lot of things that you have to factor in um, when you're uh, deciding whether you're extending your data center on-premises or moving up to the cloud. But one of the things I want to talk about is not just the um, you know, advantages, but there's also some disadvantages. You know, we got to be realistic about that. 
Well, uh, some of the uh, challenges uh, with uh, extending your data center to the cloud that you have to realize is uh, matching up the architectures. Um, of course, whether you're on-prem or in the cloud, it's totally different uh, frameworks and the way your applications are deployed, managed. So there's the possibility that you have to re-architect a lot of your legacy applications uh, to, before you move them to uh, the public cloud. And also the things that you have to consider is the incompatible technology stacks uh, as you move up, you know, things with the firmware, the hypervisors, the networking and the storage, those all intertwine and link together that you have to make sure that they're all in harmony uh, as you move, lift and shift and extend to the cloud. So what I hear is that, so that while there's a the series of advantages like improved agility, scalability, the ease with which you can get to the cloud, mm-hmm. there's also some disadvantages in that you run the risk of ending up complicating your architecture. Is that correct? Yes. And then exactly where, when that's where, you know, with the VRealized Operations Cloud comes in, well, you know, the thing is that it provides you that 360 visibility. Of course, uh, you know, it's inevitable. You're going to, whatever time you have some advantages, uh, it's give and take. Uh, you're going to face some disadvantages. But the reason is that better management and improved monitoring, uh, you can really shorten that gap between you know, your on-prem to the public cloud or even your hybrid cloud there. So with that 360, you're able to get a complete visibility from your applications to infrastructures. You get alerting, you see what's happening in your environments before they become larger problems. So instead of that firefighting, reactive uh, troubleshooting, you get that proactive visibility. And that really, um, you know, uh, shortens that gap between the disadvantages. So you can really enjoy the advantages and the flexibility and agility of moving and extending your data center to the cloud there. Excellent. Well, and you know, we've talked about vRealize operations on the podcast before. Huge fan. There's a bunch of optimization features there in terms of getting to right sizing, which have real tangible economic value. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So a lot of times, you know, you have, you know, tons of different teams from development to IT to testing and QA. So you're having a lot of your virtual machines. And of course, uh, for, you know, for back in my IT days, our uh, database admins, they want everything. They want the whole kitchen sink. I want all the resources. I don't want to share with anybody. So a lot of times when you're deploying these large VMs for them to do testing and development, uh, they kind of sit there. Well, I mean, they're not being utilized. You know, after you know a couple of months of testing, they kind of sit there. They don't want to delete it. But the thing is about VRS Operations Cloud and the management side is that you know what you mentioned. You have the um, workload placement and balancing. You have the right sizing. So it looks at all this, well, you, these VMs are deployed, they have all these resources not being used. How about I take some of this, I re, uh, right size, I'm gonna move some of the resources to the other applications and virtual machines that are uh, resource starved, so they can use that. So you're not even having any kind of performance issues. And, and likewise, as you're moving and migrating your workloads uh, all around, um, like thing with the workload placement balancing, it automatically, either you schedule it or automatically moves the workloads uh, back where it belongs, um, you know, things like uh, DRS, for example, uh, you're moving things, uh, you know, to clusters or different geographic areas for testing or whatever purposes that you want to do resource sharing. So with a workload place and balance, for example, it'll move workloads back where they belong and right size things and share the resources to the, the, resor- the applications that do need it. That's a great transition. Talk to me about, so we've talked about the functional advantages. <clears throat> we've talked about the functional benefits. Tell me about the economic advantages. You know, I am an economist during my day job. So what are the sort of types of economic quantifiable advantages that customers can see? And I know you've got some research on that. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, glad you asked. Um, We just had a recent uh, Forrester total economic uh, impact study 
So um, basically, they interviewed a lot of our customers, and they came out to say that you know, based on this, they saw a ninety-three percent reduction in unfound downtime. So um, that's, I mean, you think about ninety-three percent. Uh, you think about all the outages, uh, maintenance windows, um, issues that they don't see. So having that complete visibility uh, relationship mappings between your objects, virtual machines, the clusters to the data centers, anytime something happens, it's able to correlate and understand with root cause analysis, uh, using various login site to look at the logs and events, looking at timestamps, so you can better troubleshoot and intelligently remediate issues um, you know, that prevent uh, that unplanned downtime. And with that, uh, overall, it really helps the IT teams and uh, the cross-functional groups reducing that mean time to resolution by 50%. And of course, when we talk about uh, earlier, the other topic, when we talk about the right sizing, you know, taking resources back from, you know, over-provisions VMs to the resource side ones. So it really allows you to really uh, lower the costs. Um, so we saw a uh, 50% reduction in software and hardware costs. Uh, because of that, usually, well, if your resource starved, you do you. Normally, you just throw more hardware into the data center. You know, I mm-hmm. need more storage, I need more service. So um, again, um, you know, 50% in the software licensing costs and then a 20% reduction in the hardware and storage costs there. Excellent. Yeah. And those all sound about similar to things that have been in my experience. Folks, if you want to see that research, we're not making it up. It will be in the show notes. Make sure you look in the show notes for that Forrest or Total Economic Impact paper. Note that it's not a marketing document. It's not the numbers that David wishes or that I wish, but actually numbers that are a result of a standard defined process from our friends at Forrester Research. Now, I think there's a big architectural challenge in front of many companies, many organizations that need to sort of implement a strategy, which is how do I deal with the, should I go with one cloud? Should I go to multi-cloud, play them off each other, dual sourcing? Uh, you know, what's your take on this? How do, I, how do I think about this decision? Yeah, so, so same concept. You know, let's think about it if you're on-premises, right? I mean, do you really go with one vendor? Uh, what happens with your negotiations uh, if you're stuck with one vendor? How do you pit them against another competitive uh, alternative uh, solution? Or what if your you know vendor that you have gives you a specific set of features, and then how do you you know uh, adapt uh, or new features from other different vendors that come out and compete with you know existing um, you know platforms that you're using? It's the same approach for you know selecting a single cloud or a multi-cloud. So the multi-cloud approach it offers you greater control and additional cost savings over a single cloud platform. So uh, if you think about it, the cloud, uh, the multi-cloud uh, model that uh, really maximizes your ROI, uh, again, by increasing the leverage with different vendors, uh, you can prioritize core business areas and then move agile applications away from the legacy enterprise systems to more of the elastic cloud solutions. And also you think about you know, geographical regions, uh, although a lot of the public clouds, they deploy data centers all over the world, um, some vendors uh, might have a better, uh, you know, uh, performance, uh, latencies, uh, security, government uh, certifications, uh, whatever it might be, to help you uh, meet your you know, SLAs, uh, security, and really meeting your customer demands from that. So again, uh, that's one of the key things you really want to think about when you're, you know, you don't want to have that vendor lock-in, so you have more exactly. flexibility. Because we do provide. And VMware does provide across the both on-prem and the cloud, this consistent platform. So it also saves you money in retraining rather than having to learn the API set for AWS native and, you know, Google native before your times. So, So, but the thing that I want to talk about this, when you mentioned, you brought up a great point. Well, I mean, if you have this multi-cloud, I mean, shoot, do we have to hire more? 
experts that are uh, sufficient in uh, AWS, another IT admin that's sufficient in Microsoft Azure, and then uh, a couple other folks uh, for a Google Cloud uh, platform. But the thing is now that we have the VMware Cloud uh, that allows you to really utilize the VMware infrastructure, software-defined data center that you're used to. So we do have certifications with uh, VMware Cloud and AWS, uh, AVS, uh, Azure VMware Solutions, and GCVE, Google Cloud VMware uh, Engines. So then that, you know, you don't have to learn everything all over again. So if you're familiar with the VMware infrastructure, now we have your same vCenters and management that you're used to that you can really deploy and extend into the cloud with ease. Awesome. So talk to me about how, how exactly does this data center extension work? So uh, can you talk about it? Yeah, that's there's a lot of things about that. Well, um, well, everything's on my on-premises. It's secure. I can see it. I can manage it. But the thing is that, you know, well, um, everything in the cloud, it is very secure. And how do we do this? Well, the Vero's Operations Cloud, it uses TLS uh, for encrypting data in transit. And then we also use the key management system for data at rest. We also have a lot of um, security information. Um, uh, Bill, maybe you can share that link with them afterwards. Uh, you know, but one of the key things is, well, when you connect your on-premises data center to the cloud, there's multiple ways. You know, you connect to the internet, you have your VPN, or you might use a private connection option such as AWS Direct Connect. Um, and this allows you to use that seamless integration between your data center to the cloud so that you uh, can really provision workloads to the cloud, spin up extra instances of an applications uh, when there's times of increased traffic, um, you know, and that's known as the bursting to the cloud. But it's a lot of ways that are secure that will protect and um, you know, keep you in compliance as you move, extend, migrate to the cloud from on-premises. So we've been talking about vRealize generally. Tell me what's actually in vRealize Suite. Give me an overview. Uh, when I talk about all the solutions that is in the portfolio is, uh, you know, uh, whether you're doing short-term or long-term objectives, uh, objectives, we have vRealize Operations Cloud, uh, vRealize Network Insight Cloud, vRealize Log Insight Cloud, and vRealize Automation Cloud. And all of this really helps you navigate across all the major public clouds, AWS, Microsoft Azure, Google World Platform. And then, uh, as I mentioned, the VMware Cloud uh, supported ones, such as the VMware Cloud and AWS, uh, VMware Cloud Foundation, Azure VMware Solutions, and Google Cloud VMware Engine. And one of the things I talk about this is it really uses the uh, machine learning and AI concepts to really help you uh, automate uh, your data center uh, migrations, extensions, and giving that 360 visibility. And it's based on a lot of the uh, the main four tenants of the self-driving data center. Uh, you might have heard of it, but you know, number one is you know, of course, uh, performance optimization, and that's very important because you know you have your predefined business and operational tents where you automate uh, workload balancing and placements. Um, you know, you talk about the capacity management and optimization. So we use this machine learning uh, techniques to do pattern matching, pattern recognition, and is able to tell customers when they start running out of capacity, so they can be more proactive in their capacity management. And of course, the, um, the main pillar of the self-driving data center for viewers operations is the intelligent troubleshooting. And this oh. is uh, one of the key features, um, you know, because it's uh, able to connect across the entire software-defined data center stack. You can flag anomalies from applications, infrastructures. Um, you have uh, extended, extended lists of native and third-party management packs that mm -hmm. allows you to connect to physical devices. 
your SANs, routers, switches, and all the way up to the public cloud for more insight information. And, and lastly, then the main, uh, the last uh, pillar of the self-driving data center is the integrated compliance. So you can measure compliance against your vSphere hardened guidelines. We have six out of the box templates and it includes all the major ones such as HIPAA, PCI, FISMA, DISA, ISO, and CIS. And, and lastly, I mean, you can also create custom templates, uh, you know, in your data center as well, uh, whether it's on-prem hybrid or into the public cloud. Always been a huge fan of those policy templates <clears throat> that let folks know that you're potentially veering out of, you know, out of standard. That's a great feature, as well as some of the other stuff you mentioned, not the least of which is basically predicting when you're going to run out of storage. That's the, the common use case. And we realize operations has been good at that for almost a decade. So exactly. yes. um, that's some really good stuff. So you told us a lot today and uh, we've learned a lot about vRealize SaaS and how it works across all of our multi-cloud offerings, VMware Cloud on AWS, Azure VMware Solutions, Google Cloud VMware Engine, and more coming soon. What is it you want people to sort of take away from this? And if they want to learn more, what can they do next? So actually, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad you asked it again. We just created a whole bunch of guided paths uh, for product overviews. And that's on uh, our VMware Pathfinder site. So when we think about, you know, when I talk about a guided tour, uh, we have uh, different steps. You know, you have step one, step two, step three. So whether you're, you know, uh, starting day zero, brand new to uh, the VRealize uh, management uh, portfolio, or maybe you're a seasoned veteran, you know, you want to see what new features are coming out. Uh, it's broken down to, you know, uh, as I think of it as level 100, level 200, level 300. We have videos, we have data sheets, we have um, uh, webinars, uh, we have uh, on uh, hands-on labs, we have demos that you can uh, check on. And that's all posted on the VMware Pathfinder. So you can pick uh, viewers operations, you can pick login site, you can pick uh, network insight, for example. There's a whole bunch of different guided tours that's gonna walk you through whether you're, uh, you know, I guess, a beginner or a seasoned veteran. Exactly, and, uh, great way to get through there, pathfinder.vmware.com, and you'll see a link in the show notes. Anything else out there that uh, folks ought to try? Um, you know, get your hands dirty, roll up your sleeves, you know, try the hands-on lab and ultimately, you know, take a free test drive. You know, we're offering a 30-day trial of VRealize Operations Cloud. Uh, you know, understand if you're thinking about migrating and extending your data center to the cloud, uh, check it out. Um, it's going to give you that confidence and give you familiarity so that you know, you're not going in blind. So, you know, monitor your infrastructure. Uh, again, uh, add your objects, sign up for a 30-day trial. Awesome. And you'll see hands-on lab at uh, your, just Google that and you'll find VMware's great uh, platform for learning, no install needed. That's uh, hands-on labs. You'll see a link in the show notes. And of course, as David mentioned, there is a free 30-day trial of vRealize Operations Cloud. And you can start monitoring your infrastructure today. Honestly, there's a lot of great stuff that you can learn just by doing the trial. So from personal experience, folks, definitely something you should look at and definitely check it out. The link is in the show notes. So this brings us to the end of another podcast. This has been a crossover edition between the VMware Cloud on AWS Unplugged as well as the Cloud Economics podcast. This episode brought to you, of course, 
by the VMware Cloud Economics Podcast. If you're looking to find out how much money you can save and what the economic value is of v VMware products, especially in the cloud, uh, check out vmwarecloudecon.podbean.com. That's vmwarecloudecon.podbean.com. Well, David, thanks very much. I think it was a, a great tour of what uh, vRealize uh, offers, especially as in cloud management. Love to hear from you on other topics. So anytime you've got something to uh, talk about, definitely uh, ring us up and uh, we will hand you a mic. So thanks again, David. Thanks again, Bill. And you will hear from me again. I'm excited to have a lot of uh, exciting topics to come up in the near future. So um, excited. I a lot of stuff to share with the world. So uh, we'll be in touch very soon, Bill. Looking forward to it. Hey, there's also some other great content from David and his team in the show notes. There's an ebook, an infographic, and of course, a link to that Forrester study that we mentioned. So for my esteemed colleague, Mr. David Pham, Senior Product Marketing Manager, extraordinaire for all things VRealize SaaS. This is Bill Roth saying thanks very much, and we will see you next time on the VMware Podcast near you. 